This is Ballin' with the Bison, your home for everything you need to know about Bucknell women's basketball. Now Johnson right wing, three on the way, good! Allie Johnson rattles home another three. She's got 17, and it's a 63-54 lead for Bucknell. It's a nine-point advantage, the largest of the day for the Bison. Rebound, Tessa Brugler puts it on the floor once, goes up, bucket good, and the foul. Three-point play coming up for Tessa Brugler. Tucker for three, it's blocked by Seppi. Autumn Seppi blocks the three-pointer. And now, here's your host, Joe Vasile. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this week of Falling with the Bison. My name is Joe Vasile, your host, as always, on this podcast. Covering Bucknell women's basketball. And for Bucknell last week, it was just one game as well as the rest of the Patriot League as Wednesday was a league-wide off day. Bucknell re-entered play with a splash, having lost two of its last three games. They took down Loyola, Maryland in rather convincing fashion on Saturday at Soik Pavilion. We'll talk about that game in just a second. We'll visit with Bucknell senior Gia Hayes on this show as well. For a really great conversation uh, with Gia heading into the home stretch of her senior year here at Bucknell University. But first, thank you as always for your rating, your review, uh, for clicking subscribe and helping us share the word and really spread the word about this podcast. Uh, certainly do appreciate it, uh, all of you who listen each and every week. For the Bison, it was a very interesting week, as we said, with the off day on Wednesday. Just one game to prepare for, that was Saturday against Loyola, Maryland. And of course, the first time that those two teams met this year down in Baltimore, it was a 60-50 to win for the Greyhounds over the Bison. And that kicked off the stretch for Bucknell, where they lost two out of three games. And so Bucknell came into that game on Saturday needing not only a win, but a fairly convincing one as well. And for the Bison, one thing they've done actually really well this year the rare times that they've played a game coming off of a loss is playing well after a loss. They were 4-1 and one after their first five losses of the season, outscoring their opponents by uh, close to 20 points in those contests as well. And against Loyola on Saturday, it was that same script, a 66-42 to victory for Bucknell over the Loyola Greyhounds. And it was a game that was almost the complete opposite of the first game against Loyola. In that one, the Greyhounds got out to a double-digit lead at the end of the first quarter. In this one, it was Bucknell with a 17-4 lead over Loyola at the end of the first quarter. And by the time halftime came around, Bucknell was up 30-12. Holding Loyola to just 12 points in the first half set a new season best for Bucknell in terms of fewest points allowed in the first half. They allowed 13 previously to Navy in early January. We'll talk more about that game and the midshipmen a little bit later on in this show as the next game for the Bison on Wednesday uh, is back at home at Soik Pavilion taking on Navy. But back to the Loyola contest, it was that strong start in the first half. And when you watch the postgame press conference after that game, which is available at BucknellBison.com and the women's basketball schedule, there's a link uh, to the postgame press conference for not only that game, but for every home game throughout the year. Ellie Mack talked about that. She said, well, look, the first time against Loyola and even last weekend against Boston, 
we were down big at the end of the first quarter. And even in the first half, we didn't play that well. And so it was constantly having to dig themselves out of early holes. And it was a much different story this time around as Bucknell came out with great energy in the first and obviously on the offensive side was able to execute, but defensively as well, holding Loyola to just two of 18 shooting in the first quarter and five of 28 from the floor in the first half. One of the best overall halves of basketball that the Bison have played this year. And in the second half, Loyola kind of got its act together offensively. After scoring just 12 points in the first half, they scored 13 in the second quarter and then uh, 17 in the fourth quarter when Bucknell had a lot of uh, the reserves in. But even in that third quarter, Loyola scored 13, Bucknell scored 24. So the lead uh, was still able to uh, balloon up to where it was a comfortable 66-42 win uh, for the Bison. Another big thing in the game on Saturday was the return of balance and, and a lot of ball movement from Bucknell. 15 assists in the game on 27 made baskets, better than 50% uh, assisted shot percentage, always where you want to be. Uh, three players in double figures, Ellie Mack had 18, Allie Johnson had 17 to tie her career high that she set earlier in the year on 5 of 9 shooting from 3-point range, and for AHA that was really a a welcome sight to see because since returning from her injury in early January and having to take over the point guard role with the injury to Marley Walls, the scoring hadn't quite been there for AJ. Like she'd had a couple of 11 point games um, and was still right around her season average of, you know, eight to nine points a game. But early in the year, she had a couple of those, you know, games where she would go off for 15, for 17. And she hadn't done that in a few weeks since before her injury, really. And this was the first time that that happened and had a chance to speak with her after the game and get her thoughts on not only her performance, but the overall team performance today. Um, It's definitely nice. We're just focusing on one game at a time. That's all you can do at this point. Um, But we learned from our mistakes the past few games um, where we haven't played as well. I think having this week off, people were able to get healthy um, because we had a lot of sickness going around and just like tedious injuries. So um, I think we were able to like focus back in on like what we need to get done and like getting back to who we are as a team. In addition to Max 18 and Johnson 17, Taylor O'Brien had 11 points on 11 field goals today and or on Saturday, in addition to Max 18 and Johnson 17, Taylor O'Brien had a really nice day with 11 points, three steals, three assists, uh, only one turnover, also blocking four rebounds in 33 minutes. And one of the impressive things for Taylor, not only in this game, but now going back over the last few, is that she's become much more efficient of a scorer as the season has gone on. She had those 11 points on 11 field goal attempts, and that was something that early on in the year she'd put up 11, 12 points, but it would be on 14 shots or 15 shots. She's starting to pick her opportunities better, have better shots, and as she continues to refine that down the stretch, it can make Taylor an even bigger weapon on this team than she already is as one of the primary scorers, uh, along with Ellie Mack and Tessa Brugler and Abby Cap, um, both of whom were fairly quiet on Saturday as Tessa dealt with some foul trouble for the second straight game, uh, was limited to only 16 minutes, 
had five points and three rebounds in that time, and Abby Cap was just a little bit off in shooting one of six from the floor, one of five from three-point range. Uh, she had three points, but also two blocks and two steals on the defensive end, continuing to make her presence felt. And that was something that kind of going into the game, I was having a conversation just, I forget even who with, with, I believe, a a media member who was there covering the game. We were just talking about the team, and I said, you know, Abby has been one of the best under-the-radar defenders on this team this year. She's somebody who you think of really primarily as that three-point shooter, and a lot of times when you have a player like that who really can go off, that's almost how you pigeonhole her, but... Cap very recently has been very consistent, grabbing five to six rebounds a game. She's got great length on the perimeter, but can also play defense inside, as evidenced by her two blocks and a couple of steals. And uh, and really, that the defensive end has been something that, throughout the season, just watching her play on a game-by-game basis, I've been very impressed with how she plays. Um, and was also impressed with Carly Kershaw, who didn't see any action on Saturday until the fourth quarter, Played nine minutes, had eight points, um, also a block and uh, a rebound for Carly, who, with those eight points, tied her career high. Uh, she put in some good minutes, kind of late, as Bucknell got 12 points off the bench after having no bench points against Boston uh, on February 1st in the loss up in Beantown. Overall, good strides made by Bucknell in the game against Loyola on Saturday, And now it's back to two games a week for the remainder of the regular season with Navy uh, coming into Soika Pavilion on Wednesday and then heading down to the nation's capital on Saturday to take on the American Eagles. We'll talk about those games in just a moment, but before we do, we have to get to our guest on Balling with the Bison this week. It is senior guard Gia Hayes, who is now obviously hitting the home stretch in her Bucknell career, has been very successful at her time at Bucknell University, but comes from a small town in Arkansas. And we start our conversation with a simple question that she's heard a thousand times before. How is it that she came to arrive here at Bucknell University from Arkansas to central Pennsylvania? Um, Yeah, I mean, I knew I didn't want to go to school near home. So um, that was kind of like a fact, uh, a really big factor um, in determining where I was going to go to school. Um, And then I knew I wanted both, uh, you know, uh, both the best world. So like just finding um, somewhere where I could, you know, get um, good academics and also um, good athletics. um, Those two things are very important to me. So, um, you know, Bucknell has both um, NCAA D1. Um, and then obviously a good academics too as well. Um, so yeah, it would just, you know, fit it right along. Um, at the time, the coaching staff, um, you know, I trusted them and, um, knew that, you know, they were building something special here too, as well. Um, obviously the program is successful. So, um, yeah, I just felt like it was, um, a great fit and yeah, I'm happy with that choice. I was going to say your four years here have kind of coincided with the the two NCAA tournament appearances and a WNIT in the middle. What would it mean for you here in your senior year to cap it off with another trip back to the big dance? Yeah, no, I mean, it would it would obviously be um, another huge accomplishment. Um, yeah, I mean, coming uh, my freshman year and just, you know, having that great season that we did, um, you know, great 
upperclassmen, everyone was just on board. So um, I've been lucky from the start just to be around a great team, around great coaching staff, um, you know, at a successful program and um, to have that success early and then just to have it just go on sophomore year, um, junior year, and then now my senior year, hopefully being back in the tournament. Um, you know, it's amazing just how long we've been able to keep that success up and we just hope, you know, even the people um, that's coming even after me, you know, they try to keep it up as well. So, yeah. What's been your favorite memory of the three-plus years that you've been here at Bucknell? Um, yeah, obviously winning championships. I mean, you know, cutting down the nets, um, you know, getting to that, you know, the big stage, the big dance. Um, yeah, all the road trips and the roommate reveals and mm -hmm. – um, everything that just goes along with the team and just, you know, being on the road, being together. I mean, we're together a lot. So, um, you know, just being around that family atmosphere and, um, you know, just being with the team, man. It's, it, you know, all of it, all of, you know, everything that comes with that is, um, is amazing to me. So, yeah. We're here with Gia Hayes. Bucknell celebrating National Girls and Women in Sports Day today. Yeah. So I want to ask you, how did your love of sports come about when you were a kid? Yeah, I think um, for me, definitely just having family that's um, played in the game. Um, my cousin Derek Fisher, who's a Laker, um, you know, just all my cousins who <laughs> have just grown up just being around the game. And um, I, I think that was a big part for me. And just also having those people who were older than me that played the game be like, hey, like, like you can be successful in it too just because, you know, you're female, um, you know, everyone can be successful at this game you know this game doesn't have any boundaries or um any of that so um just having those people have my back and um help me you know build up my skill and uh, mindset for the game um was very huge for me you talk about your cousin being Derek Fisher longtime NBA player how influential I guess was he for you basketball wise or or how kind of close was that relationship growing up yeah, no, it was um, it was really close, especially when I was younger. Um, I feel like when I was younger, obviously, you know, family, um, you know, we we're always together, and and people were always together. Um, I feel like as you get older, you know, people kind of have, you know, their own paths and stuff like that. But definitely, um, when I was younger, um, just kind of, you know, like allowing me to have my space as an individual basketball player, mm -hmm. but also being like, hey, G, like you need anything, you need to talk about anything, like, you know, you want to pick my brain a little bit about anything, like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. So it was it was great because it was like I wasn't, like, forced or, um, you know, I just – he wasn't always in my ear about it. Mm -hmm. So it was good to, like, have that space. And then at the same time knowing, okay, like, I need anything, like, Derek has my back, like, I can call him, like, you know, when he comes home, like, we can talk, like – whatever I needed so just like having those um you know those two different um you know I guess you know vibes or whatever from him was was really beneficial with graduation coming up in a couple of months what yeah. are your plans for for after graduation do you do you know yet yeah so I mean after I graduate um I'll spend a couple months at home um just relaxing um you know hanging out with my family, um, kind of getting a little bit of time back um, from when I've, you know, been here at school. And then um, I'm off to Chicago. I'll be working for J.P. Morgan Chase as a software engineer. So I'm very excited about that new chapter of my life and 
um, yeah, I'm just excited um, to to be kind of on that new journey and um, get that underway. But I still have unfinished business here, so um, got to take care of this business first, and then and then move on. All right, thank you so much to Gia Hayes for joining us on this episode of Ballin' with the Bison. As always, you can go back and listen to previous interviews in the archive. Last week, Allie Johnson. Two weeks ago, Tessa Brugler, Taylor O'Brien, Trevor Woodruff, Ellie Mack, all the assistant coaches and uh, some support staff as well, uh, all archived uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast. As it was only one game last week for Bucknell, it was only one game last week for everybody in the Patriot League. American defeated Army West Point on the road 67-62 in overtime. Boston University swept Holy Cross in the Turnpike Trophy Series with a 62-51 win at the Hart Center in Worcester on Saturday afternoon as well. Colgate down Navy 65-53, and Lehigh gets its second straight win, taking down Lafayette in the rivalry 73-66 in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on Saturday night. So what does that all add up to uh, in the Patriot League right now? Well, Bucknell still in first place with a 9-2 league record. Colgate in sole possession of second at 8-3. and three. Lafayette, Lehigh, and Boston University are all 7-4 and four and tied for third place. So the top five teams in the Patriot League are still separated by only two games. After that, Holy Cross is 6-5. and five. They're in sixth place, so they're only three games out of first place uh, with seven left to go. American is at 5-6 and six in seventh place. Loyola, Maryland, 3-8. and eight. Navy, 2-9. and nine. Army West Point, 1-10, and 10, uh, bringing up the back third in the Patriot League entering this week's games. Uh, there are some intriguing ones on the schedule for this week as well. Of course, we'll talk a little bit more about Bucknell's schedule of Navy and American coming up in just a second, but uh, a couple of games worth keeping an eye out on. Uh, Loyola's going to be back at home taking on American. That's going to be a big game for the Eagles on the road down in Baltimore looking for the season sweep over Loyola. Army is on the road at Lafayette as the Leopards have had a surprisingly good season and look to keep that going uh, by playing host to Army, looking to bounce back from the loss to Lehigh. Lehigh has to go up to Massachusetts to take on Holy Cross. And then probably the most interesting game on Wednesday night, Colgate hosting Boston University. Terriers have been on a run. Of course, Colgate has been probably the surprise team in the Patriot League this season in second place. Uh, and that should be a really good game up in Hamilton, New York. And then on Saturday, Navy's up at Boston. Army West Point is at Lehigh. Loyola goes up to Colgate in what should be another interesting game. Uh, mostly I'm just interested to see how Loyola bounces back from the loss on Saturday. So they'd come in on a little bit of a roll, having won two out of their last three and three out of their last five. Uh, Holy Cross goes to Lafayette in a game that uh, could have some big impacts on the postseason and seeding and just kind of how it'll be for Bucknell trying to flag down the top seed uh, in the league. And then, of course, Bucknell at American uh, all Saturday afternoon starts. No no night games, not even a four o'clock tip across the Patriot League on Saturday. So as we turn our eyes back to Wednesday night at Soika Pavilion, the Bucknell Bison take on the Navy Midshipmen at six o'clock. First game between the two teams was one of the best of the year for Bucknell, a 61-34 win over Navy down in Annapolis. 
At the time, it was the 10th win of the season for the Bison, and they improved to 3-0 in conference play. As we talked about at the top of the podcast, they had a 35-13 lead at halftime over the mids. It was a big game for Tessa Brugler, who had 19 points. Uh, Abby Cap had 12 points against Navy as well. Uh, the mids didn't have a, a single player in double figures and points that were led by Sophie Gatsunas, uh, who had nine points. Uh, Navy has been playing a lot better as of late, um, but still just two and nine in the Patriot League and uh, a team that is very much in that rebuilding mode of trying to reload and get back to where they were, you know, two, three, four seasons ago uh, when they made a, a run to the second round of the WNIT and uh, were up with Bucknell and Army and American as kind of those top four teams in the Patriot League. They have some good young pieces. We saw Laurel Janich only played 10 minutes in the first game uh, against Bucknell, but Lindsey Llewellyn also has been really good lately for Navy. But uh, again, a very young and inexperienced Navy team that is playing a little bit better, but uh, again, down around the bottom of the Patriot League as Bucknell goes for win number 10 on Wednesday night at Soika Pavilion, 6 p.m. the start. It's also the play for K day uh, at Soika. So if you are going to come to the game, um, which obviously encourage you to do if you're able to get there, wear pink um, as uh, it is the annual play for K day uh, at Soika Pavilion for Bucknell women's basketball. I'll have my pink on. I'm sure all the coaches will. And uh, hopefully uh, a good showing of pink in the stands as well. Bucknell then turns its eyes to Saturday, taking on American in what should be an interesting game for the Eagles, because the first time around when Bucknell played American, it was a 68 to 43 win, a 25 point win for the Bison over American. It was the first game that Bucknell was playing without Marley Walls and able to come away with a 25 point win, which was obviously huge at the time. Now, on the other hand, American was playing that game without Jade Edwards, who was out feeling under the weather that day. She was kind of a game-time decision, even was just kind of quarter-by-quarter quarter, uh, decision. If she had started feeling better at the start of the second half, she would have played, um, but just never was able to get back to uh, a point where she felt good enough to get out on the court. And her absence in that game played a very big role, I think, in American not really being able to do what they wanted to do on the offensive side. So I think the addition of Jade Edwards back into the American lineup and the fact that this game is going to be on the road um, and it's going to be a home game, obviously, for American, I think makes this a, a much more interesting matchup than maybe it would appear on the surface if I just told you that the first time around Bucknell won by 25. American has been getting some really great minutes from Caitlin Moreni, uh, who's really emerged as a great scorer for the Eagles throughout the season. Uh, India Sanders was pretty quiet the first time around, but she's had a great year for the Eagles. Uh, and also Carla Vrez coming off the bench, um, played 25 minutes for American in that first game and was really good. I mean, her stat line was four points, seven rebounds. But her size inside really changed the complexion of that third, fourth quarter uh, for American in that contest. And uh, so I'm interested to see if maybe 
she sees an even bigger role this second time around because of the success she had against Bucknell in the first game. Um, and obviously that's to be determined on Saturday. There's a lot that can happen between now uh, on Monday and Saturday, the day after Valentine's Day down in Washington, D.C. That's going to be a 2 p.m. tip between Bucknell and American we hope you join us on the Bison Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Pre-game show for both games begins there 15 minutes before the tip. So Wednesday, 545, Saturday, 145. Be honored for you to join us uh, for both of those if you're not able to make it down to the games uh, in person. Or if you do, put a little earbud in and you can listen on the TuneIn radio app and uh, be a part of the action uh, in both ways. So that does it here for us this week on Balling with the Bison. Thanks so much, as always, for joining us. Thanks to Gia Hayes for joining us as well. Encourage you, if you haven't already, leave a rating, a review, uh, click subscribe, just share the word about this podcast and uh, and get it out there however you can. Certainly do appreciate uh, all of you for doing that this year so far. It's been a good one so far. The Bison's still in first place in the Patriot League at 9-2 and two in league play. Look to keep that ball rolling against Navy and American this week. We're on a seven-day hiatus. We'll talk to you again next Monday on Ball with the Bison.